Welcome to Happy House Families Podcast with your hosts, Morgan and Sandy. We are here to be an easy resource for families on the go and who aspire to create more joy within their families. Morgan is a special education teacher with a master's in education. Sandy is a consultant who also has her master's in education and has worked with families for over 20 years. Both of your hosts have a vast experience working with neurotypical and neurodiverse children. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to Happy House Families. I'm Morgan. And I'm Sandy. Today we're going to talk about peer pressure. You better listen. (laughs) So we're going to start it off by adding peer pressure. (laughs) Listen to all of our podcasts. (laughs) I love you, Morgan. (laughs) Okay, so now... Peer pressure is something, oh my gosh, I remember like having such a hard time with this at school when I was younger. Especially in middle school, man. I just feel like all of middle school was peer pressure. Exactly. Oh my gosh, exactly. I know. Just not fun. And in this day and age, it's so different because there's also um, social media. So it's a whole nother layer of just nastiness that I never experienced because I am so much older, you know, so... (laughs) No, but, but it's true. It adds, and it's kind of, it, it never goes away. So even when you mm-hmm. do go home, there could still be that peer pressure through, you know, text messaging and Facebook and Instagram and whatever it may be. Exactly. And God knows what's going to be next time, what other app, you know, children start going on. So yeah, yeah. there's so. just so many different ways. So this is definitely something that is important for us to talk about peer pressure. Um, so one of the things that Morgan and I like to do is we like to, when we are working with students, we like to have them design or draw and write down what they would like in an ideal friend. Mm-hmm. And after they do that, we ask, you know, are you these qualities that you're looking for? Because you have to make sure that you are demonstrating those qualities if you're looking for it in other people. So having them really also take an internal checklist of how they are behaving as a friend. Are they being kind? Are they being generous? Are they are they good listeners? Are they inclusive? Um, and then just to have that open dialogue as to what kind of friend are you and what kind of friend are you looking for? Yeah, exactly. I'm actually dealing with, with this with a, a little boy in my class. He's new and he's saying that all the other, he's having a hard time making friends. And I was just kind of watching and observing to see what's going on with that. And I noticed that he is quick to make fun of other kids and kind of says a lot of negative things. And so I was trying to teach him now that, you know, you kind of give what you get. And so if you're saying kind of mean things to other kids, what do you think is going to happen in return? And so It's just a natural consequence. Exactly. And so we're working on kind of helping him build and foster and things of that nature. Exactly. How to foster positive relationships. Um, And another thing that we like to talk about is how do you handle conflicts? Um, And a lot of children and grown-ups need help with how do we handle conflicts. So having a direct conversation about how to deal with conflicts is important. Uh, And before we talk a little bit more about that, some of the things that we want to mention um, to you is what does peer pressure look like? So some of the things to look for are insults, Mm -hmm. kind of like what you were saying, right? Are you being jabby? Are you being insulting? Uh, Are you being snarky? Yeah, or is that happening to you? Are people doing that to you? Mm -hmm. 
rejection. Uh, you excluding a person or someone excluding you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, something that I've seen with some of my clients is I want to have a birthday party, but I'm not going to invite so-and-so and so-and-so. And I want them to know that they're not coming to my party. So having a conversation about that, about not being inclusive. And then when it happens to them, how do they feel about it? Uh, so talking about it from both perspectives like as to like when you're rejecting other people and when you are being rejected. And really talking about all those feelings that get triggered when that happens. Yeah. Even as adults, like getting rejected is so painful. It is. And so you're just like realizing that you, you're just kind of thinking about how you're making another person feel. Exactly. Um, and also I see this a lot on the schoolyard is uh, if you do this, then you can be my friend or things mm, of that nature. Yes. So giving reasons why a person should do things for you. Okay, yes. if you don't talk to this person, then I'll give you my new pencil or whatever <laughs> it is. Like I see it all the time. And then as they as kids get older, it becomes sometimes a little bit more mean with what they're, you know, if exactly. you don't do this and I'll tell someone about the secret that you told me. Exactly. The stakes get higher. The stakes get higher. Yes. As they get older. That's true. I actually observed when I went to do an observation re- recently, um, that's exactly what I saw. I saw um, a little boy telling another little boy to go grab a ball from a group of kids that were using it and to run away with it just to take it away from them. And then he could be his friend. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it was not, not good choices. So having the direct conversation as to when somebody is asking you to do something, is it a safe behavior? Is it a good behavior? Is it a good choice? Making sure that we're making good and safe choices. Yeah. And so we also just need to be aware of some of these things that maybe our kids are going through. And so when you check in at the end of the day, kind of to see what's going on with their friend group and just making sure that, that you know, they're making good choices with friends. Exactly. And there's also unspoken pressure. For example, if your child's sitting down at a table and everyone stands up to leave, you know, there's that type of unspoken pressure that happens too, and it's so incredibly hurtful. Or eye rolling. Just yes. things like that. You don't even have to say anything. That could be mm-hmm. really hurtful. Exactly. We're like looking at someone and snickering with a group of people. Like I've seen that with some girls on um, playgrounds, you know, and it's really, really hurtful. Yeah. They may not be even saying anything, but uh, unspoken actions can be just as hurtful. Exactly. And so what we need to do is we need to talk to our kids about saying no and mm-hmm. the cost of saying no. That's right because there is a there is for everything there's always a reaction so there is going to be a reaction to this a consequence. Mhm. And it's not going to be easy and we need to talk to our children about what that's going to look like uh, and how to do it kind of effectively because screaming no isn't the best way to go about it. Uh, so we just want to tell you, we want to give you tips on how to talk to your kid about saying no, um, that you should make sure that they're looking at the person, use a calm, assertive voice state clearly that they don't want to engage in the inappropriate activity maybe suggest an alternate activity mm-hmm. um and if the person persists just continue to say no um and if they don't accept your no answer then you can walk away or just go get your, remove yourself from the situation and so it's easy to tell a kid this but we really need to practice this and role play mm-hmm. exactly get those skills exactly and also just talking about what actually could happen for example your child might lose their social position in the group yeah. or they might lose a friend or two um, and they might feel isolated 
from their peer group if they are speaking and saying no mm-hmm. and not wanting to engage in certain behaviors. So, um, and this is also why we always are talking about spending time with your child at least a few times a week, 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, and just talking so that you are up to date as to what's happening in the school. And also kind of give your kids, maybe give them examples of things that you went through when you were their age. And so you can kind of relate to them. Exactly. And then they'll feel safer to talk to you about it. Yeah. And they can realize they don't feel so isolated in their feelings. Uh, so if you kind of share with them a hardship that you went through when you were younger, then I think that would also just kind of make your kid feel more comfortable about coming to you to talk about this and mm-hmm. realize that they're not so alone. Exactly. And then you were talking earlier um, about a girl that had transferred schools. Oh, yeah. So I was working with this girl who started middle school and she was having some problems at lunchtime. She, the girls weren't being so friendly to her and she wanted, she wanted to do something during her free periods, uh, so that she didn't have to be around certain people. And so what she decided to do, uh, we talked about different strategies, and uh, she decided to join different groups. So at her school, they have different clubs. And so there's a science club, there's an art club, things of that nature. And so if your child is having a hard time, maybe during lunch uh, during lunch and passing periods and things of that nature, uh, you can look at the school, into the school, and see what clubs they have. Because I know a lot of middle schools and high schools do offer all sorts of different types of clubs and so whatever your kid is interested in it could be dance it could be science I mean they have kind of every type of thing even Lego yes exactly yeah rope there's like robotics now exactly. and yoga there's all coding coding <laughs> exactly there's all different stuff so I'm sure your kid is bound to like something and that's also a good way to meet like-minded so if mm-hmm. your child is new that's a good way to meet new exactly. kids exactly that's so true um and to kind of maybe create new friendships so there's just another suggestion. Exactly. And then also just check in with the school and the teachers as to how they are how they are dealing with peer pressure when it's happening at school. And just having that open dialogue with teachers I think is so important because mm-hmm. sometimes things might be happening where the teachers aren't aware and you are aware so it's important for you to pass that information on to the teachers and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of things happen out not explicitly in the classroom a lot of those things Mm, happen more during free time exactly Um, or online yeah and so they're not even aware exactly so make sure that you keep your teachers and the school in the loop if something is happening like this exactly okay thank you so much and please remember to subscribe rate and review the podcast yes and if any questions or comments please email us have a great week we'll see you next week thanks Thank you for listening. To contact Sandy and Morgan, check out happyhousefamilies.com or email at happyhousefamilies at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page to join the community. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate us. It helps the show be discovered more easily and help more people.